from the Tazan Lake Lodge Studios on the Sporting Journal Radio Network. Heard in Minnesota, the Dakotas, Wisconsin, and online at SportingJournalRadio.com. This is Sporting Journal Radio, presented by OnX. Know where you stand with OnX. Now here's your host, Brett Amundsen. All right, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brett Amundsen. Thanks for tuning in on this station right here by downloading the podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts or by uh, streaming it on demand at sportingjournalradio.com or maybe you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, Rumble or one of the other various places, Instagram, that we post uh, content from this radio show. Thank you very much. That's Dan Amundsen right over there. How you doing, Dan? name. I'm doing all right. Good, thank you. Thank you for being on the show today, Dan. Well, I'm happy to be thank here. You. <laughs> I don't know if I have a choice anymore. No, probably not. A lot to get to this week, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a really cool show for you. We are going to talk about uh, horseback elk hunt with Kaylee Helgett. She went out there and uh, shot her first elk. We'll tell you how that went and what advice she would have if you wanted to go do something like that. Also, Jason Zins is going to join us from Shields headquarters up in Fargo. Uh, he shot a nice muley uh, recently. Look at that guy right there. He shot a couple of them. He also had a pretty good hunt with his son recently, and he's going to tell us all about that. And he's also with North Dakota uh, ND Bucks and Bulls, North Dakota Bucks and Bulls on Facebook and Instagram. We'll talk about how that page has just kind of exploded with uh, giant racks and uh, cool deer and first time hunters and stuff and what that's all about. He'll tell us. Jamie Dimon is going to join us too. He uh, had a, a very successful elk hunt this year in Montana and he's over there chasing mule deer right now. How is his hunt going? We'll find out here in uh, just a little bit. Plus Joe Henry is going to join us to talk about uh, ice fishing and uh, what Lake of the Woods might be like this winter. Dan, who are our sponsors this week on the show? Yeah, this week's sponsors, just like it last week, are Haybell Heights Campground Resort on Devil's Lake. Plan a trip to Devil's Lake at haybellheights.com. Ottertail Lakes Country, find your inner otter at ottertaillakescountry.com. Lake of the Woods Tourism, plan a trip to Lake of the Woods at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Tazan Lake Lodge, plan a trip of a lifetime to catch giant lake trout and pike at tazanlake.com. Onyx Hunt, always know where you stand with Onyx. Mid-Migration Outfitters, hunt geese out of the famous Lockerpaw Refuge in our heated pits. Learn more at midmigrationoutfitters.com and Prairie Sportsman. Watch episodes anytime at prairiesportsman.org. Now, what we're trying to do on this show right here is not only make you better at hunting, fishing, spending time in the outdoors, but increase outdoor participation, either for you, your friends, your family, or somebody new that wants to learn more about the outdoors. We want to grow the outdoor the, the strength in numbers, the outdoor crowd. We want to make it bigger and stronger to preserve our tradition of hunting and fishing forever for many generations to come. I hunt and always will. I fish and always will. And if you agree with me, you can show off your unflinching attitude towards outdoor participation with a new hat, hoodie, mug, or more from the Sporting Journal Radio store. You can also try one of these vacuum sealed bottles. Uh, Dan and I both have these, and I love this thing right here because you can put coffee in it, you can put something cold in it and it seals up nice and tight. And I bring that out there when I'm hunting because inevitably uh, I'm not a big coffee drinker. Dan, I know you always bring a coffee thermos with you or one of these with you with coffee in it and you can seal those up. It's nice. But what the problem I see you guys have when you have that coffee is you're drinking out of the little cap, you know, the, the, the lid of the coffee the, thermos. The cup. The cup. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> well, it's like a lid too. It's a cup. It gives a cover, whatever. So it's a cup that you screw on. It's open. So 
inevitably, if you got a full cup of coffee and a flock of ducks come in, half the time that coffee ends up on the ground, right? It gets cold. Or gets cold. If I got a can of Diet Mountain Dew, which I bring out with me all the time, I set that can down and pretty soon there's stubble from the blind falling into my, into my cup. So I bring into my can. So I bring the sealable vacuum seal bottles with me and you can tip it upside down. Nothing spills out. Mine's out. I tell you mine, but mine's out in my blind, uh, my blind bag out in the truck right now because it's pretty much where it stays all the time. I take it with me, nothing gets spilt and you can keep stuff warm, keep stuff cold. So check them out at the Sporting Journal Radio store. You can also check out these sweet hoodies that uh, Spy Point, thank you very much, Spy Point, they included them in their holiday gift guide, which you can see in the blog on the Spy Point website. So if you go to spypoint.com, uh, I believe, and you go find their blog there, you can see all these different gift ideas that are included on there. Some really cool stuff that will help you out in the outdoors. Oh, look at that hoodie right there. I mean, the Spy Point one is pretty cool too, but they have featured the I Hunt and Always Will hoodie from Sporting Journal Radio in the Spy Point gift guide. Uh, so make sure that you check that out. All right, we came across some really cool items here recently. I came across mine uh, a few months back, but Dan, you just got an old goose call that your, your grandpa gave you? Sure did. We were at deer camp uh, two weekends ago or whatever, but uh, check this thing out. It's He said, you know, he was giving it to me. He's like, I don't really have a use for it. And he was never a giant waterfall hunter, but uh, he said he wouldn't use it anymore. And so he gave it to me. And it's the Herder's world famous Numara or Numara goose call number 383. There's different numbers. I don't really know what they mean, but you got the box. He's got the call. You know, it doesn't doesn't really sound sound what it the same. Let's hear, let's hear <laughs> but they shot geese with that it, and it, it blows me away and we'll have to take it hunting someday but it's got the box it's got instructions or all sorts of things written all over the box it's unconditionally guaranteed to call geese you should try to show a close-up of that box because it's pretty it, neat it is neat honestly the box might be kind of cooler than the than the call see if we can get it to focus here how old do you think that call is you no know, i don't know um so part of the reason that know. part of the reason that we're showing you these items right now is because we're not completely sure how old they are, or we're looking for more information about them. I guess we should probably get a hold of Terry Middlestead about he that herders call. He would sure. probably know about that one. But that's pretty neat. Probably just needs a little tuning. <laughs> I'd be afraid to. I'd be afraid to open it up and start playing around. Maybe with let it. Corey play with it. Yeah. Well, and then I've got this duck call, and uh, I wanted to. I was I was going to try to run it for you, but. <laughs> The problem is, and I did actually open this one up to take a look, the reed is, I think this is the reed, and the reed's busted on it. It's metal. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Now, this call came with a record. So this is the JR system from Jimmy Robinson and Walt Bush, True Calls from Hopkins, Minnesota, and it comes with a little instructional booklet and a record, and it's from 1945. So I just, like my dad, he's like, oh, are you interested in this thing? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, how cool is this? This old waterfall, uh, old waterfall stuff. The history, like the, the history of waterfall just blows me away. Old gear, old decoys, yeah. old guns, shells, old calls like this. How cool is this? So uh, I know you can Google a little bit. Of, I think we found some of the- Like a minute clip of that record. Yeah, we probably should have queued that up to play. That would have been kind of cool. Well, we'll do it again. We'll, we'll find out if, we'll, we'll try to find out a little bit more information about these things. 
and uh, do some stuff on a, on a future show. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll, maybe we'll get some people that know more about them Appreciate on the show it. and then we can play some of that record, but yeah. a couple of really neat items. Or if you have some old school waterfowl stuff that you think is really cool and uh, there's a neat story behind it, send it to us. And um, a picture of it. We don't need the item. <laughs> yeah, Unless yeah. you want to give Unless us Unless you want to give it but. to us. Yeah. But a picture of it would be great. And maybe a story behind it. And uh, we'll hook you up with some stuff from the store probably. So uh, check, check that out at Sporting Journal Radio. Com. And if you know more about this stuff, um, feel free to let us know. Uh, and I think that's the best part of hunting is these stories and, uh, and the family history and the traditions. And one tradition that we've started in our family is we've started kind of this fall pheasant hunting trip. We used to go out to North Dakota and then uh, we started coming here to Western Minnesota. And this year we weren't able to get uh, all the family members out here, but we were able to get my dad, who's 81, and then your dad, my brother, and then you, and, this, and, and me, of course, the four of us. So it was kind of a three generation hunt. And we went out and we got to do some pheasant hunting and uh here's a bit we hooked up wade with a gopro which at some point the gopro just fell down so we just got a whole bunch of footage of the top of his hat yeah but here is uh if you skip ahead to the 140 mark oh i wish they gave us a little timer on these things so i knew we can't even see no apparently not (laughs) well at some point here he will uh have a rooster get up in front of him and uh we'll get to see i think he got a Skip forward. Yeah, there it there is, it right is. there. Well, one miss, two misses. Oh no. Well, and then uh, what? What we really wanted to do, though, is get my dad some shooting. And we were posting while Wade was pushing up there. I had my dad and we were posting and these pheasants were flying past us. And I watched one rooster land up in these cattails in front of us here. So I had Mika with and I positioned my dad and I said, all right, dad, we're going to go try to kick up this rooster and hopefully push it towards you. And I found this little trail into the cattails that I finally put Mika on. And uh, once I sent her on that trail, Wilson, no, I think you got to go forward a little bit there. Um, go play from right there. This is me dragging up, and Ms. Me directing Meek on the trail, and as soon as she gets into those cattails, you'll see what happens. There's the rooster, pan over to my dad, two shots. And I'll be honest, like he talks about not being able to get that gun up. He's like, gosh, it was like it was slow motion. I couldn't get the gun up fast enough. But what, play that again, Dan. Watch how fast this 81-year-old guy gets this shotgun up. Because I'll tell you what, he had to react quick. There it is, one 1,000, boom. He's shooting within a second and a half. So while that may seem like it took him a long time to get a shot off of that gun, uh, shot off at of that bird, he got that gun up real quick. And I'm sure he just shot behind him. And then that second shot, those willows got in the way. The bird kind of got behind those willows and he had to shoot through the willows a little bit. So shooting the old Model 12. Say, so speaking of old, old equipment and old gear, Right yeah. there, 100 plus year old, or the Model 12, just God a famous dang. shotgun. So cool. He was frustrated. I know Wade was frustrated that one, but we ended up with some birds at the end. Do we have a picture? Yeah, we do. We did end Somewhere up with here. some birds at the end of the there day. Is. So uh, it was a fun hunt. Um, and that picture right there is all that, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Who cares if it's only three pheasants, but right. uh, the four of us, that's, that's what it's all about. Well, we definitely had our chances at some more birds.
But uh, there it is. Had a great time with those guys right there. And uh, I want to show one more video because uh, this was something that was really cool that happened this summer. So I posted something on social media the other day about being up at uh, a place in northern Saskatchewan called Camp Grayling. It's near Stony Rapids. It's about as far north in Saskatchewan as you can go. It's where, and there is one road that goes all the way up there. It's a, it's a long, bumpy road, but you can fly up there. There are There is an airport where you can drive up there. And we went to Rio Lake where we have an outpost. You can fly into Rio Lake or you can take about a two hour side-by-side trip, which yeah, it's, it's two hours by side-by-side, but it's a wicked trip uh, through the Saskatchewan, through the wilds of Northern Saskatchewan. We, there was caribou, there was uh, moose, there were black bear, and then there were red fox and there were fox uh, that, that were, there's rabbits everywhere. And we came across a fox that had just caught a rabbit. And he had a raven circling around above him. There were other predators in the area. And then we pulled up and you could tell he's like, hey, man, nobody's getting my rabbit. What you got, bud? He didn't know what What's to think on? right there. He's like, uh, I'm just going to sit here and hopefully they just uh, hopefully they just keep going. And he finally for a little bit and then he ran up ahead of us. So we kind of pulled up next to him just to take a quick peek. And there's that raven kind of spinning around above him. He's looking at us. He's looking up at them. It's like, man, I just want to eat my rabbit. Or a hare. It might be a hare, actually, up there. Um, but it was a pretty cool experience. And then we finally let him be. So. You guys being so supportive, um, congratulating him. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice of you. Well, you know, hey, man, fox are cool. They're, they're cool animals. And if you really looked... That was a big uh, hare or rabbit, whatever. That was a big animal, and fox aren't that big. No. So that's that's you know not that not that fox don't catch rabbits and hares quite often, but that's still a pretty big uh, animal to take down, and that's gonna be a big meal for him. I'm sure it'll a few meals for him most likely. He'll probably stash that. But anyway, check out Camp Grayling for more on uh, on getting up there. Go to fishcampgrayling.com. All right, coming up, we're gonna talk big game. We got elk, muley, and whitetail stories. We're also gonna get uh, a little ice fishing preview for Lake of the Woods uh, coming up, and we'll let you know kind of what we're seeing for waterfall right now when we come back. No matter how cold. No matter how much snow there is, the perch don't stand a chance. Fish legendary Devil's Lake for their famous jumbo perch and walleye in the warm comfort of a snow bear at Haybell Heights Campground and Resort. Fishing for perch requires mobility, and you can't get more mobile than a fish house with tracks. The snow bear fleet is on the ice every day at Haybell Heights, and you could be too. Every winter requires a trip to Devil's Lake, and there's no better way to do it than in a snow bear at Haybell Heights. Visit haybellheights.com to book your trip today. 850 2 million acres of public land, 147 million private properties, all in the palm of your hand. On X Hunt, the number one hunting GPS app just got better. With hundreds of custom map layers, 3D and topographic maps, you can easily scout on the road or at home before you go. And now you can get important weather details, CWD detection, and even know what crops have been planted where. Get the most trusted hunting GPS app ever made. On X, know where you stand with On X Hunt. Looking for fall adventure? Might as well pick a place with over 1,000 lakes. Ottertail County, Minnesota is in the middle of everywhere, offers a simpler pace, and has something for everyone. 
Find your inner otter at ottertilllakescountry.com. If you want to have success fishing in Minnesota, you have to go where the fish are. And there may be no lake with more fish in it than Lake of the Woods. Not just big numbers of walleye, sauger, perch, eel pout, pike, muskie, bass, and sturgeon, but numbers of big fish too. Between the Rainy River, the main lake, and the Northwest Angle, you have over 50 resorts to choose from. Guided fishing allows for heated transportation to heated fish houses. Learn how to book a trip now at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. That's lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Broadcasting from the Tazan Lake Lodge Studios, this is Sporting Journal Radio. Presented by OnX. Know where you stand with OnX. Welcome back. I'm Brett Amundsen. Thanks for tuning in on this station right here, downloading the podcast or watching this show wherever you're watching it. Thank you very much. If you like what you're seeing slash hearing, share this with your friends. Hit the like button, smash the follow, rumble, whatever the case may be. And uh, comment below too. Tell us what you want, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of. Or if you've got a cool story to share with us that you think we should have on the show, let us know. You can put in the comments below or get a hold of us at Sporting Journal Radio. Com. It's uh, brought to you by Onyx, of course, and Onyx just debuted a brand new feature in the new Onyx Hunt app. It's the new tree layers. So not only can you scout from your phone or your computer and see what type of grain fields there are out there, but now you can also see what kind of trees there are. So if you're looking for a certain kind of tree, maybe you're looking for, for uh, you know, uh, acorn, you know, uh, oak trees that are dropping acorns, whatever, you can find that on the new a layer, the new tree layer. Maybe you're looking for thermal cover for deer. You're looking for cedars and pines. You're looking for uh, places to shoot grouse. You can look for a young aspen forest right there. You can find that now in the new tree layer setting in the Onyx Hunt app. Get it uh, in your app store. Go to onyxmaps.com uh, and you can learn more about that new tree layer in the Onyx Hunt app. Taylor All right. turkeys. For turkeys, you can, uh, the, the app is amazing. Roost trees, yeah. You should get it. If you don't have it, get it now. Well, it's been real windy for us. Uh, I know we're going to talk to Jamie about how windy it's. He's been out in Montana. I guess he's had like some 60 mile an hour wind gusts over there this week. It's been uh, gusting up to 40 here in west western Minnesota here these uh, last couple of days. It's been real windy. So when it wasn't windy, birds were on the move. We were seeing more geese and more ducks uh, migrating, either migrating in or migrating out. And it got windy, of course, that stalls things out just a little bit. But uh, birds are definitely pushing as more and more areas up north get covered in snow or uh, their water freezes up. More and more birds are starting to push, which is good because our duck season's almost over here in the central zone and the southern zone. If you're up in northern Minnesota, of course, your duck season is going to close on uh, November 23rd. So that's Tuesday, the 23rd. For the rest of the state, the central and southern zone, it's Sunday, November 28th, which I'm not happy about because I would like to go down to southern Minnesota and continue our duck season. But that's not the case this year when they... They changed that uh, three zones and made it essentially two zones, all intents and purposes. So uh, our duck season is going to close. I feel like it's just starting to get good. It's been tough with the drought here uh, where we're at. We haven't had a lot of water. So I've, barely, I've shot a handful of ducks this year. It's been a terrible duck season for me. And the mallards are just starting to show up. So I'm... Uh, 
I'm always a proponent for lengthening the duck season. You'll hear me say that a lot here on this show. All right. Uh, Also up north, uh, the rifle deer season, the rifle zone, the deer season up north in uh, Minnesota is going to close this weekend. Wisconsin, things are just going to get started. I know, Dan, you're heading over to Wisconsin for the gun season. The nine-day gun season around Thanksgiving begins uh, this weekend. How do you think it's going to go over there, Dan? Well, it's uh, it's been tough the last few years, I'll be honest with you, Um, at least where we've been at or we're at. Plenty of big deer, though. We, we talked to Sam's Holt a couple weeks ago about uh, southeast or southwest, southwest Wisconsin, Wisconsin yeah. uh, about the big deer there. I know you're along the whole St. Croix River, too. When you get further north, there's big deer there. And we're not too far from there. There's always the potential. Um, but we'll see. I uh, I have optimism. That optimism might be gone by Saturday or Sunday, but we'll see. It's going to be a fun time to hang out with family regardless, and uh, I'm sure I'll get sent a lot of pictures of big deer from, from various people who uh, know we hunt over there. More CWD in South Dakota? Yeah, they found it in Stanley County. So it adds to the list of counties in Western and Central South Dakota that has CWD. So uh, they'll have fun managing that even more. And I think that's just gonna become more and more common the more years we go across the region. Between CWD and EHD, tough year for EHD this year, but some hunters did find success in South Dakota, uh, West River. Bill Barber sent in this picture a buck shooting this buck a heck of a deer from Western South Dakota. Congratulations, Buck. Bill, for sending that in, we're going to hook you up with a gift certificate to the Sporting Journal Radio store. You can check it out at sportingjournalradio.com. Click on store. All right, let's head up to Lake of the Woods. We're going to talk fishing right now at Lake of the Woods with Joe Henry from Lake of the Woods Tourism. You shared a post um, from one of the resorts up there about some ice building around Boston, Boston Creek, I think. And then I shared it on the Sporting Journal radio Facebook page and someone's like, stop. <laughs> I'm already itching <laughs> enough to go ice fishing. Quit teasing me with these posts. But man, we're it's going to be here before we know it. That was Ken Marquis Resort that shared that you know, you're showing that back bay ice and you don't want people to get too, there's always a few aggressive people out there that think yeah. they can walk on water, you know, and you don't want people to get out there when it's too thin of ice and take a chance. So, you know, always, always, always err on safety. Wait till the resorts are, are letting you go out on trails. You know, I should always say, Brett, follow the resort trails too. You know, they're marking those trails because that's where the best ice is and they've been grooming that ice. A lot of cases there might be springs outside those trails or cracks or, um, you know, maybe maybe they've been plowing that trail so the ice is building faster than where the snow is. I mean, there's a lot of things they're doing that nobody even realizes. So just stay on the trails. You're going to catch fish. You're going to do fine, but just wait it out until it's time. All right. Uh, if people want to plan a trip to Lake of the Woods this winter, try to get one of those big ones that they can measure and take a picture of for the wall, uh, what should they do, Joe? You know what? Check out our website. And our website is lakeofthewoodsmn.com. Looking for fall adventure? Might as well pick a place with over 1,000 lakes. Ottertail County, Minnesota is in the middle of everywhere, offers a simpler pace, and has something for everyone. Find your inner otter at ottertailllakescountry.com.
If you want to have success fishing in Minnesota, you have to go where the fish are. And there may be no lake with more fish in it than Lake of the Woods. Not just big numbers of walleye, sauger, perch, eel pout, pike, muskie, bass, and sturgeon, but numbers of big fish too. Between the Rainy River, the main lake, and the Northwest Angle, you have over 50 resorts to choose from. Guided fishing allows for heated transportation to heated fish houses. Learn how to book a trip now at lakeofthewoodsmn.com. That's lakeofthewoodsmn.com. 852 million acres of public land. 147 million private properties. All in the palm of your hand. On X Hunt. The number one hunting GPS app just got better. With hundreds of custom map layers, 3D and topographic maps, you can easily scout on the road or at home before you go. And now you can get important weather details, CWD detection, and even know what crops have been planted where. Get the most trusted hunting GPS app ever made. Onyx. Know where you stand with Onyx Hunt. No matter how cold, no matter how much snow there is, the perch don't stand a chance. Fish legendary Devil's Lake for their famous jumbo perch and walleye in the warm comfort of a snow bear at Haybell Heights Campground and Resort. Fishing for perch requires mobility, and you can't get more mobile than a fish house with tracks. The snow bear fleet is on the ice every day at Haybell Heights, and you could be too. Every winter requires a trip to Devil's Lake, and there's no better way to do it than in a snow bear at Haybell Heights. Visit haybellheights.com to book your trip today. You're listening to Sporting Journal Radio.